We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Rob Hummel. Oh, oh, so nice. So nice. <laughs> Who sent you that shirt? It's part of the store, apparently. You know, someone, <laughs> a, a hater of you sent it to me. So I'm, uh, let me adjust this so everybody can see it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Probably the first one. And it's a fact. Country. It's a fact. Listen, all I know is the last time we did anything uh, competitive, I outjumped you. When? It was you coming off your, your ACL. You never Remember? outjumped me. It was you never did. Yes, you've made this was, like you've made this up in your mind, like this happened, and it never happened. We did it never it, did. We did it against the wall at Purdue. There was some function or something, and uh, we did. <laughs> How do you not? Of course, you don't remember it. You're not going to remember Mason Gillis breaking your record either. You're gonna you're gonna act like that never happened last. No, night. I will remember that. I will remember that. That was that was an impressive shooting display, and certainly Penn State was thinking, all right, we're just going to load up on on Edie, and you know, give some other guys some opportunities to beat us. But I don't feel like Mason Gillis is the right guy to do that to, in the sense that I don't think that Micah Shrewsbury necessarily wanted to be him. I think they were thinking Ethan Morton. I think they were thinking Caleb first. And I think some of their players um, had some maybe mental lapses in the scouting report because they were really, Caleb Dorsey was like not close to him at times. And I was talking, making shots this year, Rob, it's not like, no, but still he's got a track record. He can shoot. He he can shoot. I just, I I get it. Like when John, when John Diebler was shooting 20% from three as a freshman, we all knew he'd eventually make shots. Right. And I feel like with Mason Gillis, he's a career 38, 39. I know this year he's 32, 33, but I I don't know. I was talking to my dad after the game. Uh, my dad was there. And we were kind of joking that, you know, when I made these eight threes, and I, the only thing that I have to hang on to is I made them all in the first half. That's so amazing. I think I still have the record actually for threes and a half at Purdue, I hope, I, I think. Um, that's what I'm holding on to in, in losing this thing. And I shared it with uh, with Ryan Smith, who made it against High Point. I guess if you you know High Point's not the same as Ohio State or Penn State, or no, no. Um, and I think Carson Edwards did it too. Um, I forget who he made it against though. But 
I I did it on a night against Ohio State where Thad Mata played one through one, and they basically just wouldn't leave it. You know, they they were they were sort of guarding me at the end, but they really weren't guarding me for a lot of the the first half to get that started. And that's kind of the same thing that Mason had. They were so concerned about Zach that they just, you know, they gave up shots to him. And it, it was a really impressive performance, though. You know, it, it was really cool to see. Um, you know, we were Brandon God and I were joking, like maybe Coach Payne should take him out of the game when he got <laughs> to eight to just tie us. But man, he he's a great kid. He's worked really hard. He's somebody that has, I think, bought into his role. You know, he started at times in his Purdue career last year, especially. And they've been starting Caleb first. And I thought in interviewing him after the game, he talked about what a great coach Matt Painter is and how many guys would be like, this dude's bench me. What a terrible coach, you know, like something like that. Yeah, I think Purdue has as good of a role buy-in to anybody in, in the country. And there's other teams that are, are great at gone. it as well. If you don't buy in Rob, you know, this better than anybody. You're not still at Purdue, but who is left? Like who, who is not, stayed i can think of a handful of guys who have transferred i mean like and Eric only Hunter for- left because he wanted a bigger role right he wanted a bigger role and he wasn't going to accept probably yeah the I, role. Don't, I don't know i mean but how's that turned out for him not great butler stinks and does he has he played well just okay yeah i mean he had some good moments last year on a team that was really talented but had s- super flaws i think you know they're but I, I just don't think there's many guys who have got there. I can think of a few, and they have not bought in. And there was the two years, I think, after our class was kind of out of there where there was certainly some of that, where you had some guys who did not buy in, and they left. And I would say for them, it didn't work out all that well either. You know, it just it wasn't a good fit, and it, it certainly was a tough time. But Matt Painter, I think, does a great job at realizing and, and recognizing what kind of player suits him and they have a ton of skill on the floor at all times around a center who is a dominant dominant force i, I think I, I think zach Eadie's the most dominant purdue player since big dog glenn robinson scored a thousand points in a season great he averaged 30 a game and i mean we've had carl landry really good player at purdue great pro career etuan moore 2,000-point score. Juwan Johnson, first-team All-American. Caleb Swanigan, first-team All-American. Uh, Carson Edwards, dominant score. I think he was a first-team All-American, if I'm not I mean, mistaken. Shit, you scored Jay Nivey, first-team All-American. You had, you had to score almost 2,000 points. Yeah, I scored, I think, a little under 1,800, so 1,780 or something like that. Um, you know the so exact we, number. Don't, don't but but my point know. is, we have had these guys that are first-team All-Americans, yeah. and – I just think Zach is playing in a way that no one has played. He, he's definitely the most dominant player under Matt Painter. And, I, you know, looking back at the late Gene Cady years, they had some good teams around Brian Cardinal in 2000, went to the Elite Eight. But I I think he's as dominant as anyone since Big Dog. And I, I'm i not willing to say he's more dominant than Glenn because, I mean, Glenn was No, well, and Glenn was just different he's a generational player of college right. basketball is what Glenn just Robinson like, was. give him the ball and he yeah and he could score anyone. around the basket he's an athlete he can make shots from three now zach can physically punish you in ways that not many players that have played at this level can um but i i have been amazed to watch him even last night i thought penn state did a good job on him by also giving up whatever to shooters and he still had like 18 and 13 you know it's pretty crazy 
And Trace Jackson, Jackson Davis is the same thing it. against Maryland. Like those are the types of players where even on nights where you're like, wow, we did a good job, they can still they can still get that. Um, and I think for Trace, if if Zach wasn't in the league, he'd have a great case at Big Ten Player of the Year. But you know, Zach. What did you think of of Michael Shrewsbury, who knows paint as well as most, being on the staff? Mike has been with Brad Stevens for years. He's been in the NBA, now Penn State. And his quote after the game was, uh, best team, best player, best coach in the country. I I don't debate it. You know, there's certainly some guys that are coaching that I think are great in their own right. But I... Is it weird to hear that, though? Is it weird to hear... No, because I feel like I've I've watched this kind of from afar develop. I mean, I thought he was a really good coach when he had us. And I think he has just grown and grown. What's the difference in him then and now? You see him now. What is the biggest difference in Matt Painter then to now? Well, I think when he had us, he was trying to survive. He was in his third year. He's trying to build a culture. He's, He's trying to find himself as a young head coach. And I think he did a lot of things that Gene Cady did because that's what he knew. And that wasn't wrong. You know, it was more of an old school mentality. I think we really defended. We worked on defense a ton, even though we had on our team some really talented offensive players. Um, But now I look at the stuff they run. I think he's like an offensive savant. I really do. I think they run stuff that is as good as anybody in the country. And I think he's just, he's picked things up along the way. He's taken the good from what Gene Cady taught him and maybe then molded that with, an approach that fits today's player, I would say. Um, he's got great rapport with his players. He he and runs great stuff. They still defend. Right. He holds you accountable, um, and they do things the right way. I, I just I think he is he is legitimately a top five coach in college basketball, and I I, I, I don't debate it. I agree, and I hate the people that are like, well, he's never been to a Final Four. How can he be a top coach? Well, not every job is equal. Right, not every not every job is equal. He's not at Carolina or Duke or Arizona or Indiana. Even you know he he's had to grind it out and get this program to a point where they've been able to sustain it every year. But I think he's gotten Purdue to a point where it is now an upper echelon Big Ten job, and it is a, a place where the environment is second to almost none. Yeah. I mean, every night that place is sold out, and even when I played at Purdue, we we had when we played the non conference, and we'd have some of the you know, the Arkansas Pine Bluffs of the world come in. We wouldn't have great crowds. It was, you know, 10,000, 9,000. They sell out every game now. Every game is, is a big-time atmosphere, um, and it's in a state where people love basketball. But I I think that he has he's come a long way offensively um, just by kind of tweaking things and learning from certain people and and taking what he likes, and, and he watches a ton of basketball. So he, he just – he has a great feel. The stuff they they run and the counters they have and the counters to the counters that they I mean they they have a million plays. Yeah. It, it's amazing. And we we ran motion a lot, which I love motion offense. But I think that with the way that the game has gone, so much ball screen, so much pick and roll at the grassroots level, it's hard to run motion now. No one does. You know, I think Chris Beard at Texas he was, was one of the last high major guys ball. that was really running motion. Not that Purdue won't go to some motion when a play breaks down or whatever, but like Beard was legit running it for a while um, alongside some sets, but he's just, he's, he's a great person. He's a great coach. And I, I just, from, from watching from afar here for the last four or five years, it's clear that he has come into his own. He's comfortable. And 
He should well, be because he's Rob, he's one of the best out there. This is what I would say to people that criticize him for not getting to a Final Four or not whatever. I mean, he was knocking on the door. It's a freak play from Kihei Clark. Right, right. It, it's it. yes. They, and, and if, if you if don't Ryan get Klein, hurt, and I love I Ryan Klein, say, if he makes a free throw, the game's right. over. You know, he misses a free throw, they foul, and Kihei Clark makes an incredible pass. Diakite yeah. makes the little floater. Right. I mean, you're you're four seconds away. From from that not even being a discussion point. Yeah, I I blame you for for you know. No, and Isaac Haas and my knee. I mean, yeah, he's had some really bad luck too, right? Which but, is a part of it. Other schools deal him, with, with injuries too. Put but. him at an elite job, right? Where they have all the resources, where they're able to recruit at a higher level. And I'm not even sure he'd do well with that. In a way, I almost feel like you know what, Matt Painter understands who he needs. He doesn't need the top 25 players. And I'm not even sure he'd do great with those kids. To be, honest. I don't know. I I think he would be fine. Honestly, figure it out. He'd figure it out. Yeah. But would he want to? Would he want to deal with the kids that come in that have had their asses kissed their whole lives and told how good they were, and they want? Yeah, to be I, I think for guys? for the top tier player for for him to want to coach him, he's got to be a guy like Caleb Swanigan, who's going to work his ass off, yep. who you know is that type of but even mentality Biggie wasn't. He wasn't a top elite, elite. He guy. was like he top was, 20 player. He was next tier. He was next yeah. tier. You know, I, I wouldn't put him in that elite tier where Duke, Kentucky, Carolina, they're all going after him. Yeah. I mean, when's the last guy Purdue beat any of those schools for consistently? I mean, probably big dog. Right. Right. <laughs> Honestly, That's all I'm saying. Probably Glenn like, Robinson. He gets the guys that work for him and for Purdue. Yep. Right. And and he does an incredible job. All right. So now the biggest question I have for you coming off this game and what Purdue has done so far this year. My concern is is twofold with this team and, and winning it all, because that's all anybody wants to talk about now. It, Purdue, the best team in the country. They are today. No doubt. You cannot deny that. But are they a team that can win six straight? And my my twofold hesitation is, number one. And I know they don't look like freshmen. I know they don't play like freshmen. But you've got two freshman guards. I love them both. I friggin' love Braden Smith and, and Fletcher Lawyer, but they're freshman guards. Number two, you have a big in the NCAA tournament that still is going to have difficult matchups. I cannot wait to see the responses to what, to what this I'm is. just saying what I believe. I don't know. I don't have confidence. If you're telling me right now, there's a team or three teams I'm going to put my house on to win six straight who, games. Who are they? Who has looked like a team that's just a world beater? I'll take Houston over Purdue in the tournament. I'll take them. I'll put my money on Houston. They I mean, I think guards. Houston would be a tougher matchup for Purdue. I think their their guards are physical. They have guards that can get get it going they're off older. the bounce. Sassers and, they're and they're older. I Right. But I I still think that they have – limitations in terms of some of their offense which is crazy because they are a top 10 offensive efficiency team um but you're talking about games that are played i mean purdue and houston if the tournament started today would not see each other until the final four right earliest they'd be one seeds right like so saying that okay well houston could beat purdue in the NCAA tournament yeah but they wouldn't see each other until saturday night in april right so it's like all right yeah they could i mean but purdue could beat houston too I'll give you one, and I'm not sure they'll beat them, but, but like, Kansas. Kansas. Now, K.J. Adams can't draw 
Zach, I, I don't know how they guard Edie. I don't know okay, how they guard but this is like, yeah, the Timberwolves could have beaten the 98 Bulls. Like, anyone could beat anybody. This is a right. dumb discussion. Like, All right, fine. It, I understand what you're saying. Yes, Kansas could beat Purdue. They've got Jalen Wilson. He's a really good player. But Purdue could be, I mean, they got to guard Edie too. And foul trouble is what scares you the most. Purdue could win the whole thing. They they can make the Final Four and win the whole sure thing. They can. Sure Second they most can. efficient offense in college basketball, top 20 defense. They they have the statistical profile that fits for teams that go. Yes, the freshman guards, that, that's a concern for youth. It hasn't been an issue all year long. Those guys have played great. Braden Smith runs the show. Fletcher Lawyer has has played awesome. way above his years. They've got the most dominant player in the country. They have guys that buy into their role. They're shooting the ball way better over the last nine games. They, they can win it. Up? Are they athletic? I mean, obviously they have been. I mean, I, I think that that's, that's going to be the thing that could be their kryptonite. The, the team like a Rutgers who's athletic, they're physical. They can get into Purdue's guards. That's going to be the test. But saying that, well, Tennessee could beat. Yeah, Tennessee could beat Purdue. I don't think UCLA Tennessee, could beat. I'm just actually, saying. I don't think Tennessee saying the Purdue. elite teams in college basketball yeah. could beat them. Sure, yeah, they could. But I think that Purdue has a team that could could win the national title. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm not saying they can't. Again, I just worry. yeah, but Houston could beat them. <laughs> yeah, but Alabama could beat them. Yeah, they could. Guards, man. I wor- and I worry about bigs. Well, how's that worked out tournament. for you so far? As they've won 22 out of 23 games. Uh, worrying about their freshman guards. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I mean, again, I think Houston would go through the Big Ten, and uh, even though they're in the ACC, and I know they just lost the Temple at home, uh, but I, but I Houston has not rebounded as well here as of late. They have not been the same wow. in that regard. Yep, true. And true. not that Kelvin Sampson won't get him there, because he is as good of a coach as yep. pretty much anybody. He can really coach, but. I, I they have not played the way that I think he wants them to play here. As no, but it's hard in the AC. It's like playing mid-major basketball, and and those guys think they can go through the motions at Houston right now. Well, they do. Yeah, it, it's it, it's an, it's an interesting deal with the American. How you know Memphis is certainly there, and and then you look at the the second tier, I guess, of the American, and you're talking about Temple, Tulane, Cincinnati, UCF. Not good. Uh, all right. Let, let's move on to uh, your favorite program. And one that uh, are we going to, we're going to, to, you got the Indiana Illinois game in two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two, two weeks from tomorrow. I've told you to get your ass into Bloomington on Friday. Are you going to do that or no? I think I have to work, honestly. On Friday? I think I'm, well, no I just, no, no, no. I think I'm doing, um, uh, I think I'm doing my the radio stuff. <laughs> but I'll be there that I'll be there by the night, but I'm not going to be there at like noon. No, but you're going to go out with us at night. It depends on how much prep I get done. We'll see. Oh, cut the shit! It's Indiana, <laughs> Illinois. How Where are we going to go out and blow? What are we going to do? Go to <laughs> go to Kilroy's? Yeah, we're going to go to Kilroy's. I will, you and not a, I will not be at Kilroy's. I Me, promise you, and you that. are going to Kilroy's. There's a zero percent chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> i'll go out to dinner but i will not be at kilroy's are you afraid are you afraid of the indiana fans i actually i never have gone out at in bloomington like a lot of my high school buddies would go down there because we had other high school friends when i was in college and I, i've never been well, i've been there it. obviously to do games and, and play um 
the most memorable thing happening where I remember they had footage of an Indiana fan peeing on the Purdue bus at night. Like he just literally just started <laughs> peeing on the bus. Um, I, I don't think I will go out to Kilroy's. We can go out to dinner. I'll go out yeah. to dinner. All right. You won't, you won't go out to a, a, a little bit more upscale establishment to have a couple beers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're so old. It's not even that. It's just, you what know. Well, who, you just never know. With Indiana Purdue. Oh, you you're really scared. Be. You're scared you're going to get your ass I'm kicked. Not, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not scared of that. I just, I have to be professional. I have to work the next day. So I got to lock so you in. You can't be professional with somebody that, that, that maybe makes fun of you? It's not even the make, making fun of me. I just, why why put myself in that situation? <laughs> why Why bring that on? We'll find a better place for you. We'll find a place that, that nobody knows who you are. How's that? Okay. All right, I'll I'll work on that. But all right, let's get to the more um, pressing matter here, which is the Indiana Hoosiers and kind of how they've rebounded here. I mean, they really have. Like at one point, there was some fear that this thing could go down the toilet this year, and they might yeah. not be an NCAA tournament team. Now they've rebounded; they're back in the top twenty-five. Trace is playing like a first-team All-American. I mean, he is. Yep. he's been as good as anybody in the country over the last probably month or so, including Zach Eady, including Jalen Wilson. Those three, to me, have been the best three players in the country. I don't know if I'm leaving anybody off of that list, but I would say those are three. Maybe I'm leaving a guy or two off. Those are those are three that you have to put in the upper echelon what, what they've been doing over the last month or so. Um, they may get Xavier Johnson back. Yeah, I, I think that that's going to be something that, is coming here in the next couple of weeks, how which big will be is that, Rob? how big. I, how I think big it's it's certainly huge um, in the sense that he is a guy that has burst that no one else on that team does. Yep. Um, when he's under control and and playing at his, I would say at a, at a level that for him is at his highest, that gives Indiana a, another serious weapon. Um, you know, he's had some. Issues, I would say, in the past with some with some shot selection stuff at times. But, um, yeah, there's no denying his talent. Um, and, and I just think for Indiana, it, it's been kind of interesting to watch them on the road. Take away the Illinois game. They played great at Illinois. Um, but the Maryland loss, 55 points. The Minnesota win, 61, and honestly, played awful. Oh. Trace Jackson Davis was, was the reason they won the game. Yeah. And so then you look back to prior to Illinois, Penn State, they scored 66 and gave up a million threes to Penn State. Um, so there there have been some concerns, I would say, about the way, for me at least, that they have played and shot on the road. But Trace Jackson Davis has been phenomenal. Jalen Huchifino really struggled against Maryland after playing great against Ohio State. Um, you, know, you talked about freshmen being up and down. That's That's a classic example of that. But they have certainly turned it around, and I think when they have been good, their defense has really affected people. Like, their pressure has affected people. I, I am so interested to see Saturday, when they play Purdue, can they make them uncomfortable running their offense? I've watched some games, and I'm like, man, they, they're pushing the ball out towards half court. Teams aren't feeling like they can run their stuff. They're affecting the game in that way. And then there's been other games like Maryland. I, I didn't think they affected them at all. And containing the bounce with Jameer Young was a non-existent thing. No one could guard him. Um, and maybe that's a place where getting 
Xavier Johnson back. A guy with that type of speed, you I can stay in will. front of burners like yeah. that. I think it will with because again, Jalen did not play well in the Maryland game at all. No, right? one one for thirteen, I think. He was he was 13. not good. He's been pretty darn good. He has. Part, He's so. played like a pro for for most of Big Ten play. They just have more weapons now, and and I think the biggest thing for me, Rob, is now you've got Race coming off the bench where he belongs. He he does not look healthy to me. He's not. He's not. He's not. No, his knee is. his knee is not. You can I mean, they, they just the last couple of games. Minnesota, he didn't look like but he I've was moving thought, well. Trace and Race to me in in today's <laughs> game doesn't work. It's not hard. At the highest level. It doesn't yeah. work unless Race can make shots, and that that has not been the case. Um, race does a good job, I think, in the high low at times, although Malik Renew has done that as well. Um, Renew is talented, but he he just lives in foul trouble. He he's just lives ready. in foul trouble. Yeah, he's not ready. He but but to be honest, he'll probably be ready next year. No, I agree. You I agree. know, he's gonna be good. This is the year for them, though. This is the year because now you're talking about you're gonna lose Trace, you're gonna lose race. Do you think do you think there's a chance that Trace could come back though? I'd be surprised that he's not just checked out. I understand financially it would probably behoove him to come back for one more year because he could make another million. <laughs> but that's a discussion for all three of the bigs in the Big Ten. Dickinson, Edie, yep. and Trace Jackson Davis. You got to love college, number one. True. You got to love college. Number two, you have to be fairly clear that you're going to make at least a million. Mm-hmm. Minimum of a million because, let's face it, if they're – Two-way guys, they're going to make what six hundred almost five five fifty, since something like that now. Two-way yeah. in the NBA, I, I think so. I think if you're up there for the max days, right? So if if I told you now, hey, you've been in college for four four or five years, and yeah, you come back for another year and make a million, or you could start your your clock and make five fifty. <laughs> I bet most of these dudes would say, you know what. Let me start my clock and make 550. Yeah. I, I had a pretty interesting discussion about Trace Jackson Davis prior to the Maryland game with an NBA scout that I know. There was like 17 or 18 NBA guys at the game. I think more so to see Hudjafino. Not that they don't want to see Trace as well, but um, and he talked about how the last month has been really good for him in the sense of the five out stuff, handling the basketball, the passing, pushing off off the, the glass and starting the break. Yep. Before they kind of looked at him like, well, you know, when he's more athletic, he can score on over the top of guys, which in the NBA, everybody's athletic. Um, but I think that some of the skills that he has shown over the last month has been beneficial for him at the next level. He could pass it, man. He can't pass. He, he can't pass. really passed the shit out of it lately. Yeah. And to me, I, if he can ahead, add, sir. he's got to work. That The biggest thing to me, again, for Trace is, can he work hard enough that he can make consistent 16, 18, 18 footers? Yeah, I mean, he's, he has not shown that. Nope, um, nope. But but if you're an NBA team, you throw him in the G League, you work yeah, with Yeah, I mean, you could certainly that, – that would be a, a high-level investment, right? Totally. If you take a G League deal on him. Um, I, I do think it is baffling to, to watch Michigan play and watch Indiana play. And see the lack of post feeds from the top of the key for Hunter Dickinson and Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah. They they just throw him the ball on the block, and it's an immediate double team, like which is such a hard thing to score out of as a post player. And I think that's where Purdue does as good a job as anybody. 
feeding the the post from the top of the key. And it doesn't have, it, it can be with a pin down for a shooter. And if he's open, he shoots it. And if he's not, he throws it in. It can be with a drag ball screen where you drag it and then he just ducks in. But these traps are, I mean, Maryland did a great job of making Trace Jackson Davis uncomfortable. And he still got 18 and 20. Yeah. But but he, you could tell that double was coming sometimes. It wasn't others. He did not look like he was in a comfortable place. And I've done a, a good amount of Michigan. I've seen Hunter Dickinson just get trapped left and right. I mean, every time he touches it, yeah. he's trapped. So I, I don't I don't understand, you know, and I've never coached, so maybe well, I, I make just don't pay. know. But right, you no, make him pay. Totally. You need shooters, but if you don't have guys that are making them pay, right. post them from the top of the key. Right. Exactly. Or even with Trace, I like just the the clear a side out, two man game, get him rolling, get him moving. Do that enough. He's do way that more enough. athletic than most guys that guard him. Yep. Get him in space, get him moving around. And I, I just against Maryland, I thought everything for him was so tough because it was in a crowd every time. Yeah. No, I would agree. I would agree. All right. Um uh, another Big Ten topic uh, is Chris Holtman at Ohio State. Uh, they're really, really struggling. Um, I think right now they're 12th in the Big Ten. They are 3-7 and seven right now and and have really fallen off um, losing – what is it now? Seven, seven of eight. Seven of yeah, eight. Seven of eight. Seven of eight. Um, what do you make of this? They're so frustrated in Columbus with Holtman because he hasn't been able to get past the first weekend. Now they're struggling. They got a really good freshman class. Obviously, Sensabaugh is awesome. We know that. Brought in, you know, revamped the whole roster this year. He's got a really good class coming in again next year, Rob. Yeah. My take on this is, is, you know, I get it. I understand they're frustrated, but be careful what you wish for. And I compared a little bit to Herb Sendek years ago at NC State. They ran him out there, and then they had Sidney Lowe, who sucked afterwards. And and Herb wasn't getting deep in the tournament, but they were in. The he made the he made the Sweet Sixteen though. Herb did, didn't he? Yeah, with Julius Hodge and those guys. Yeah, I think he got there once, and then they. I got think it was o o five or o six. Julius Hodge got those guys Sweet Sixteen. So I don't know if they're going to get in the tournament this year. I think they will. I think they'll kind of rebound Boy, and get it. I don't. I don't know. You don't I mean, know. I, yeah, they may not. They can't win close. I, they lost to Purdue, and it it just seems like it. It shell shocked them. They kind of gave the game away, honestly. I mean, the turnover, they, they were up three or four with and 30 seconds to go. Game. They had the Carolina, Carolina game. game they gave away. Um, yeah, they, they have not been good in close well, games. Minis- the, the one that killed them, too, Minnesota. At home. Well, that, yeah, because yeah. of Minnesota's net ranking, too. That, that That's a tough loss. They lost it in Nebraska in a close game. Um, so you've got that's a team that, yep. because of the injuries that Fred Hoiberg's team has got, boy, I, their net's not going to be great by any means. Granted, it is a road game. I don't know. I Defensively, they struggle. And Sensabaugh is an elite offensive talent. Defensively, he is awful. He is, but he just, it's not even on the ball. It's off the ball. It's scheme. It's, it's a lot. He he is not a good defensive player. Um, they do have a lot of talent. There's no question about that. Um, but Zed Key's injury has hurt him. I don't think oh, he's go, looked the same. Back to it. All right. So let's, let's, let's just kind of the big, the big elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is if I'm Chris Holtman, do I try to get the job at Notre Dame? I say yes. I say yes. Now he's got a contract, but I wonder if if it would almost 
be if it could be a mutual thing with him and Gene Smith of hey listen yeah. I got I mean, it'd be it'd be pretty tough to give up that Ohio State job just because of the talent that's in Ohio the way that Ohio kids want to play at Ohio State and I think the the benefit of having football for when you are in down years and I, I know that they're they haven't been happy with the season this year but it's not the same as if it was at Indiana right you know if, yeah, if Indiana had lost seven of eight they'd be yeah. up in arms yeah. same with Illinois same with but but football is so big at Ohio State it can provide a buffer in a way, I would say. Um, I don't know. I mean, you have a great class coming in. You've got a good class here. The portal is always your one year away. Like he could, he could get it back next year and, and have a great team. Right. Um, right. I'd let him roll. I, I'd let him roll one more year, but if I'm Holtman and I could get Notre Dame, I would get the hell out and, and get a new lease on life. And Notre Dame is going to be interesting. That That is going to be yeah a job that boy, well, Michael Porter Shrewsbury, Moser, Michael Porter Shrewsbury makes a lot of sense there. Yeah, I think Porter makes a lot of sense, but he's got a buyout of about six million. But in, in, I know Porter went to the Final Four at Loyola, and that's there's a lot of coaches that have never been. He hasn't exactly lit it on fire at Oklahoma. Nope, and he didn't light it on fire before Loyola, before the you know before he he went to the Final Four. Um, so I, I'm with you. I'm not sure Porter's the Holtman. Porter Moser, Micah Shrewsbury would be one. Pat Kelsey would be another Midwest guy. Is, is Chris Quinn a legitimate name or no? I mean, I know that that had been rumblings so. of that. He's too close he's, to getting he's, a head job. In the he's got a pretty good gig in Miami for sure. I think he <laughs> but, can get one. But I had heard that he had had interest in in that job Yeah, I if it were to come to open. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody really close to him to know whether or not he's got true interest. Yeah. I, he's a guy it's funny you you know where i stand with former nba guys and how bad they are a lot of them here's what i would say a young guy like chris quinn i would be more apt to take a shot on. a young guy i don't love the guys who have been around forever in the nba and are lifers coming in that's i don't know I it, it is it is a different beast just the mentality yes. the recruiting but quinn the, also the academic he side didn't play in the league he also didn't play in the league he right? did barely, barely. No, I'm pretty sure he played substantial time in the did NBA. He? I don't remember Chris Quinn being like in the NBA, like like as a major piece. Maybe he was. I'm offending Chris Quinn here. I I think you have disrespected Chris Quinn's career here. Am I? He played 241 games. Okay, okay. All right. He so was he there the for three seasons. All right, so like he was in, but but again, not. Dang, like, if you think Chris Quinn's NBA career sucked, you must really think that mine sucked. <laughs> how many games did you play? How many games did you play? I think like ninety nine or a hundred. You didn't get to a hundred. I broke my hand and it it screwed me. Come on, you didn't get a hundred because you broke your hand. I mean, I sat on the bench for more than a hundred, but I don't think I <laughs> yeah, played more did. than hundred. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> Yeah, I played I'm 98 a, games. Dang. But you know I'm what? I shot 93% from the line my first year, though. Let's how go. Many DM, how many DMPCDs were you getting? I mean, a, my first year, a pretty good amount. We were decent that year. My second year, I played more, but then I got hurt, you know. So. All right. Let's finish this out with um, a little – Let's finish it out with Texas and Rodney Terry. Before we go there, who I want to ask you this. Who would be your all-Big Ten team if the season ended today? All right, all right. We'll do that, and then we'll go on to Rodney Terry. And then we'll talk about right. Rodney Terry. So, it's clear it's got to be Zach Eady as player of the year to me. Yep. And Trace, and Trace is obviously on Lock. Right? I think there's one more lock. 
He didn't play well last night, but there's one more lock. You think there's one more lock? Yeah, Jalen Pickett. Oh, a lock, lock, hundred percent. Those he, three, he's played like an all-American for this season. Honestly, those three you can't even argue with. Like you can't nope. even you can't convince me anything. Those three are locks, absolute locks. Um, boy, I mean, I, I think like Boo Booey's got to be in the equation. No. I think if you're taking a Northwestern player, it is Chase Audige. Yeah, it's because he's so good he's going to be an all-defensive team guy. Yep. He's had an awesome season. Yep. I think he's his shot selection has improved, has improved a ton. Yep. Um, he is a guy that I think will be – I think he's more of a second-team guy. Um, we're leaving out one more that's a lock, Chris Murray. Chris Murray, yeah. Chris yeah. Murray's a lock. Is he a lock? Is he a lock? He's yeah. had that good a year? He is averaging – 20 points a game. He's second in the league in scoring. He is fourth in the league in rebounding. Yeah. Okay. He's a lock. All right. All right. He's a lock. He's a lock. So we got four. And I think this is where there is some subjective. You can, you know, is it Dickinson? Although I don't think he's had as good of a year. I think he's a second team guy, especially with the Michigan struggles. Yeah. You know, Jameer Young, I think, has played his way into this conversation. I think Terrence Shannon is in this conversation. If Matt Meyer continues to play the way he is, great. he could find his way into this conversation. Um, but I think it's it's you pick between those guys. Since Sensabaugh is is definitely a guy that you throw you in, can't the, in take there. A guy who's on a three and seventeen. No, no, no I, I agree. I agree. Um, I would probably go Shannon, but I think Jameer Young can get there. I think Audige could get there. I'm with you. I'll I go think Shannon. I think Matt Meyer could get there. I'll go Shannon. So Edie Trace Pickett Murray. Shannon. Yeah. I I would feel good about that. I think those, you know, and you know what, and not to boy, they're going to be pissed. Rutgers (laughs) deserves to have somebody in this conversation, whether it's Cam Spencer or it's Cliff Amore, um, you know, Paul Mulcahy probably, it probably would be Spencer. Spencer would be right there in that discussion too. The problem with them is again, it's, they kind of cannibalize each other's numbers. This yeah, they kind of they do. Um, but they they will have multiple guys, I think, in the second and third team. Um, but th- the problem is the stars are so good. Like Edie, you're not getting him off the first team. Trace Jackson Davis, you're not getting him off the first team. Jalen Pickett, Chris Murray, and then the the four or five guys we just mentioned are having massive statistical years. But Rutgers needs to be represented because they have had a great season. Nope. You know, so those guys you've got to have multiple guys that are. Falling into that. If they're not on the first team, hey, on the second Trace, or third. Ed Trace and Pickett could not only be first team all Big Ten guys. First all team Americans. Could be all Americans. Agreed. That's how good those Pickett's are. Pickett's been an all American. They, they all three have been. If yep. the season of the day, those guys would be all Americans. Pickett's yeah, been Pickett. awesome. Pickett's one of the biggest surprises of, of, of the year in a way. Because, again, nobody thought he'd do this. He's He's been. No, I mean, I, I think he, he has just upped his level and, and played yep. like a beast all year. All right. We'll, we'll end on Texas. 11-3 and three since Rodney Terry took over as the acting head coach. They're first in the league, man. 7-2. and two. They're the only one that's 7-2, and two, right? It's a log jam in the Big 12. It could change quickly, right? They go to uh, Kansas State here this weekend. Yeah, they got a tough, tough Kansas. week here. Right. Kansas State, Kansas. Kansas State, Kansas. Road, road. Right. West Virginia <laughs> home at Texas. I mean, everything could change so quick in this league. Today, yeah. though, let, let's let's play a hypothetical game. And the game is they win the Big 12. 
or they tie for the Big 12. Let's even say they tie Kansas for the, for the Big 12 title this year. They get a piece of it. And they go to the Elite Eight this year. They go to the Elite Eight. Chris Del Con- You're Chris Del Conte, the AD. You don't want to give the job to Rodney Terry. You don't. And you mean that in like the nicest way, Pop. It's not like yes. he doesn't like him. He just he wants a big fish. He wants yeah, the Calparis, big- the Jerome Tangs, the yes. those yes. type of names. Right. But you know, Rodney Terry's done an unbelievable job already handling the program and the adversity that hit when when everything happened with Beard, and that was hanging over their head for a while, right? And they they found a way after that that Rice win, you know, and it could have gone south, right? They they were yeah, won in overtime. Right, they're going to lose to Rice for a moment there. Um, what do you do? And 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 I'm going to give you a another parallel to this. And my parallel is going to be when Greg Marshall was fired at Wichita State right before the season. He, yeah, Hunter, he did a great job. They gave him the job. I think it was like late January. They took the, the acting title or the interim title off, and they gave him a five-year deal. And – it worked out for year one. They got to the first four. They were still relevant, and they've been mediocre, and that's probably being kind yeah. the last year and a half, two years. And now you're talking about maybe letting Isaac Brown go at the end of the year with a new AD in, at Wichita. I, I think that this is a similar situation to Nebraska football, you know, but in, and then Mickey Joseph got in trouble, so it really didn't matter. I, I just wonder, and this is no – disrespect to Ronnie Terry, but I, I think that Texas wants the Calipari's of the world or, or the Jerome Tang or, or they, they want a head coach who is going to make a splash and, and be a guy who's a proven commodity at this level. I feel like, so I, I don't know. I, I could see Texas, even if he does that being like, thank you, but we're going a different direction. I, well, I really you, could. If he goes to the final four, you can't, you can't, you have to keep him. You have to. Yeah, you have no choice. I, I guess, but I I think that's going to be really hard. I mean, getting to the Final Four is not an easy thing to do. So, all right, if he gets to the Final Four, yeah. But even Elite Eight, they might just be like, you know, yeah. thanks, oh, this listen, is great, but I, I think. Right, thanks. And he has done a great yeah. job. I mean, to, to steady that ship with, with right. what was going on, my God. Um but I, I think it'll be – I think it'll be really, really hard for them to, to do that. I just think that yeah, there's – they, they want somebody that's proven as a head coach. The more I think about it, the more I don't think Jerome Tang goes, by the way. I, I just I was really? there at Kansas State. Well, I was there, and, and the one thing that we talked about after the game was how cool it was for him to see that environment where you could not see the court at all because it was completely flooded with fans because he's been at Baylor for 20 years, and that never happened. Right? I, like, I understand that, but Texas can do that too, and they can offer probably four million dollars more a year. Like they can, true. they can make some really, really good, good uh, reasons right. to go. No question. If they really want him, and they want to pay that money, I don't know what the football coach is making right now. They can't pay him more than that. Right. Right. So whatever it's going to be, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. But they they can storm the court in other places than, and, and Kansas State is an awesome atmosphere. That that place. Bramwich Coliseum is is you were there you saw it I mean that that place is great but I I think that there there could be some compelling cases made to go to Texas if they came calling Rob I'm I'm very very um depressed right now I'm looking at my window why vacation's about over yeah my stay in Charleston has has pretty much come to a close here <laughs> you don't live in real life 
the rest of the people covering college basketball are like on the grind in small airports, you know, working hard. And you're just on the beach, and then oh, it's it's five o'clock. Let me finish my mai tai, and and head in and and watch some games. It's a tough life for you, you real tough. That that chef's kitchen behind you looks looks rough as well. I left I left Charleston the other day, but I left to um, my dad. Turned oh, you went to Florida? Yeah, my dad turned eighty. So nice, happy happy birthday to your father. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool, um, you know. And again, let's, this is one of those where I don't know how old your dad is, but. Um, at any point you, you want to be there as, as your parents get older, you want, you want to be there every year you can. Uh, so we, we hit the, the driving range a little bit. I haven't, how'd you play? I haven't swung a golf club in a while. It was, I bet you're so trash. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> I just don't uh, think you're good at any sports. Honestly. If I actually, you know, locked into it, I think I could, I could be okay, no. but I don't have the patience. Not everybody has the entire off season off, you know? Some people I, have to actually work in the offseason. No. What do you do? Watch some NBA games? Tweet about it? I, I My phone rings. Your oh, phone? Yeah. Because you're breaking so much deep. news. You're breaking so much news these days. You could go 18 without your phone even ringing. That's true. I mean, what would my phone ring for? I don't, I don't do know. anything in the summer. I, I other than announce the TBT. Maybe do some summer league this year. Maybe, maybe do some other Did stuff. Did you see the but... picture I tweeted of you to the TBT the other day? <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> dude i was so tired there is zero chance i play this year i can't i, I haven't You're although retired. i shot around a little bit we were waiting on penn state at, at shoot around yesterday yeah. so brandon god and i went out and we we got some jumpers up um brandon's got a pretty good he's brandon's from evansville um so he's he's from the, the from state evansville of indiana too, right yeah but his range taps out at like 15 feet. You know, it's he's got to work on his his, his so you're strength. Officially, are you announcing right now your retirement from the TBT? As yeah, speak? there's no way I could play. I haven't played basketball since October. I just there's you no way I'll be able to. Head. Hey, you should be just like like, you know, you could. Yeah, be I'd, I'd be happy to go with if if Purdue's got the team. I'd be I'd be happy to you know go and hang out and help Ryan coach or whatever. But if he'd have me, yeah, you should be Donis. If Ryan, if Ryan. <laughs> Yes, I do that. Yeah, I'll put a uniform on and not play. Just know you cannot put me in the game. There's, you know, who ended my career? Honestly, we might have talked about this. Mitch Creek. Mitch Creek was the guy that I was. Oh, I remember, dude. He got thirty points, and again, I was like, "Oh, good. I don't have to guard Jimmer. I don't have to guard, you know, Trevor Booker, who I know is, you know, as physical as anybody that's going to be in that thing. Jeremy Evans. I play with Jeremy in, in Russia. Don't have to guard him." shit after that i wish i was guarding those guys mitch creek had 30 points and the moment you. the moment i, I knew and honestly i told ryan in the second half jackie carmichael like yanked on my back or like pulled me one way pushed me another way on a free throw block out and my back was like yo so i told ryan do not put me back in i i can't play but the moment i knew it was over was there was like a dead ball and Mitch Creek was guarding me, and he was like, he yelled up to uh, Jordan Crawford, like, "Yo, Jordan, deny him the ball." He was guarding Lewis Jackson, and he wanted me to catch it so I'd have to bring it up against him. <laughs> and I was like, man, like ten years ago, I've been like, hell yes, let's go. Like I'm about to burn it by this dude, and and we're gonna, you know, fine. I haven't brought the ball up against pressure in like six years. So I knew I was like, holy shit, this is, I am, I am above my league out here. First game was fine. 
we played i think the mac team i was like i can hang with these dudes but you're, old. you're i'm old. old i'm old and i don't play so how could i be any good you're just old don't even say you don't play you're just old i'm gonna i'm gonna be dominant though this summer at the the hamlin park run in chicago Hopefully I'll get out there and maybe we'll play around the golf when I get out there at some point. You can teach me, you can teach me, you know, how great you are now that you're going to go to the tour soon or something. Actually, I can't wait. I hope I, my, my hope is that one day I can get on the Frankie Muniz celebrity tour. You'd be done. <laughs> I played in this, uh, this charity golf thing and Frankie Muniz from Malcolm in the middle. I just was talking to him on the driving range. He was there. And which is kind of crazy because you know I watched that show when I was a kid and stuff. But he, uh, I asked him how many of these he does. He goes, I play in about a hundred events a year. It's <laughs> like, get me on that tour, fly me in, play me, play at some of these nice courses oh, and, and roll. Now he he's he certainly put the work in with his with his acting career. But I I would sign up for that deal if I could get it for sure. All right. Well, listen. Uh, wish me a, a safe drive back to the frozen tundra in Boston. Yeah, whatever. Safe, safe travels, but no one Duke. feels sorry for you for your vacation you've been on for a month. I'll be at Carolina Duke on Saturday. Where are you, where are you going this weekend? Tennessee. Tennessee-Auburn. Oh, it's a good game. Yep. You might see a total of 100 <clears throat> points scored in that game, maybe. D- defense will, will be the storyline, I think. All right. Well, that's a beautiful shirt you got there. Beautiful, Thank you. Thanks shirt. to Rob Doster for I sending it to me. It. it was No, I'm an employee. Please. <laughs> contract renegotiation coming up yeah we'll see all right we'll talk to you next week goodman and homo podcast uh thanks for joining us make sure you subscribe and uh have a great weekend